Welcome back to In My Opinionation, your weekly Blossom Watch Through podcast. I am your host this week, Jen, and I am so excited to say that as I am hosting this podcast, I am in person in the same room looking at the beautiful faces of my co-hosts, Mallory and Eric. Guys! Guys! What? Guys! What? We're all in the same room. We're in person. Now, this is this is pretty special for a couple reasons. One, we started this podcast during a pandemic mm-hmm. when I mean it still is a pandemic, but <laughs> <laughs> whoops. It was during a point in the pandemic when it was unsafe to be in rooms with people that you did not live with. Mm-hmm. Um so now we live together. Now we <laughs> yeah. we got a house. <laughs> this is our the studio. Opinionator manner. Yes. But yeah, the other the other part of it is that we all live in different cities. Mm-hmm. So even if there weren't a pandemic, it would be rare that we were all together. Mm-hmm. So this is this is pretty exciting, you guys. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty Ye- I'm pretty stoked. Mm-hmm. I I like you guys. I like you guys. Y'all are, I like you guys y'all too. Are cool. So just know if we're a little more giddy or a little more weird, it's because we have beans from all being in the same room together. Yes. Beans? Beans. Yeah, we're full I've never of heard that. You've never heard full of beans? Full of beans. No. no. Oh my god, I on a daily basis ask my cat where she got all her beans from yeah. and that she needs to get rid of some. This is this It means a, you're all excitable and bouncy. It sounds like a white person thing. <laughs> it might be. Okay, well somebody look up the origin of full of beans. Okay, and, and so by know. the end of the episode we're gonna have extra research notes on, on, on if full of beans is a white person thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for calling us I looked, on our I whiteness. Looked up full of and the first thing that came up was beans. I was very confused. <laughs> It's a thing. Like food beans? Lively and high spirits. Thank you. She was laughing and shouting and generally full of beans. Full, full of beans. beans. <laughs> That's us. I Yes. So this week, all together in person, we're going to talk about season two, episode 12, This Old House. This episode aired on December 9th, 1991. It was written by Rissell Rosette Schaefer, and it was directed by Zane Busby. Zane Busby. Yeah. So a quick summary for this episode. Fearing that he won't be able to meet the next mortgage payment, Nick tries to convince the kids that they'd be better off moving somewhere else. Does anybody have any extraneous trivia to cover? I know we have some actor trivia, but we'll get into that when we get into the scenes. Just the actor trivia. Yeah, just the actor stuff. All right, cool. Me too. So never mind. Let's go into a (laughs) bubble breakdown. (laughs) Bubble breakdown. So we start on our cold open. Before we go, is this one of the ones that are out of order? I don't think so. Because the next episode confused me. After watching this, yeah, one. we'll get to the next episode. When In we, the next yeah, episode? because there okay. are there are definitely some things, but as far as I know, these this one and the next one are in the correct order mm-hmm. and so it just doesn't it just doesn't make sense. All right, but good we'll, job, we'll, writers. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> good job, writers. <laughs> At us. Um, so, <laughs> so for our cold open, we see Six and Joey are sitting alone in the living room, which is a little bit of an odd pairing for these guys. We don't usually see this. Not only that, they are playing desert island so if you don't know what the game desert island is i'll just let you know really quick i'm sure there are different rules depending on who you play with or where you are um the basic idea of desert island is you and a group of people just talk about if you were on a desert island and you could only take i've heard two things i've heard if you can only take one item or if you could only take three items and sometimes it's specific items too right like they do they play this on the office Mm -hmm. and it was i think three movies or something yes yeah Mm -hmm. and you could only presumably because you're stranded on a desert island have these 
these things for the rest of your life or use those things to get you home. One or the other depends how you play it. Which I do have to say, now that I'm thinking of it, if you're going to bring movies to a desert desert island, presumably you also need a way to play and watch those Mm -hmm. movies. So... The way they did it on The Office was pretty dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that's the game. That's what they're playing in this cold open. Um, So we kind of catch the mid-game. Joey says that his one album would be the Hammer Double album. (laughs) So cultural. And his one chick would be Cindy Crawford, because I'm sure that was an option. So (laughs) Six asks, totally hypothetically, so if they weren't playing Desert Island, like, what would Joey's actual dream girl be like for no reason whatsoever? (laughs) So he describes someone with long brown curly hair, big brown eyes, knows a lot about sports, and is at least six feet tall. But if it's in heels, that's fine. Okay, this I wanted to talk about this. Yeah, because... I've always been under the assumption that the stereotype is that guys want a short girl and girls want a tall guy. But models are tall. Right. So, but like, yeah. And in the 90s, it was always about a tall, a tall woman. So mm-hmm. like, when did this change? Has it changed? Do I have this stereotype wrong? Like, this just seemed like something to me that I'm like, this is completely different nowadays. Eric? <laughs> I, I never minded either way. Mm-hmm. You never I, minded. I, I like... <laughs> Okay, let me let me rephrase. I'm short, so I don't care. <laughs> um, I I never thought of I never thought about it that wise. That yeah, because I, I I know people think it's weird, like when people are like, "Oh, that boy's shorter than the girl," and I've heard that before. As a tall girl, yes, that is a thing that happened when I was growing up. I yeah, I don't I don't think it's weird either way. I was just thinking like in pop culture, mm-hmm. when did pop culture switch from we all want tall women to we all want shorter women Mm -hmm. well i think the 90s in particular was mostly about the supermodel right and that kind of i know as of like the 2000s you never really heard about supermodels again in the same kind of hype way that it was in the 90s yeah well because in the 2000s is when we started getting like heiresses and like that type of celebrity like the like the paris hilton and Mm -hmm. and but they're all tall too which is confusing are they tall they have high heels so that's that's, that's, that adds to the i mean that's the other thing too right is that like when i'm watching a tv or a film like i always think the actor is taller than they are Mm -hmm. like when i found out Kristen bell was like five foot two i was like no (laughs) like you seem so much taller on tv because of angles and whatever Mm -hmm. i wonder if it also is perpetuated because people like tom cruise have to be taller in movies oh yeah there's there's like a, the apple crates and all that stuff. Yeah, there was there was images going around for a while of just uh, stills from movies of people being shorter than Tom Cruise. And it's like them slouching down mm-hmm. in the back and like or he's up on something. And he's yeah, like, yeah. Oh. So weird. That's a good question, though. I never actually thought of it. I just assumed it was a supermodel thing, but probably. Yeah. No, I was just thinking how how things have changed you know? for the better. <laughs> Because nobody looks up at me and goes, uh, tall person now. So nobody. Oh, come on. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? When you're 12 and you're the tallest one in the class photo, oh, I a was a little all, bit awkward. I was always the shortest. Yeah. Girls were always the tallest from up until like high school, right? Because you guys develop much faster. Sometimes. Times. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then when you hit high school and the boys like, whoop. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Tall people. <laughs> <laughs> so after giving this description... Six posits, like, the the what if. Like, what if this perfect girl just happened to be right under his nose, but she was just a little bit too young for him, then what would Joey do? So Joey says he would take her number and call her in a couple of years. Weirdly mature yeah. for Joey. Yeah. Good job. And then Six turns to the camera 
and gives her gives the camera a whoa. Yeah, it was so cute. Which is the cute. best impression. Like she did it so whoa. well. She did better than Matthew. Yeah, yeah. which we were gonna we'll get, get to. <laughs> so that's our cold open. So as we often do when we start an episode, it's breakfast time for the Russo kids. We see Joey is pouring a crap ton of sugar on his cereal. Blossom makes fun of him, says his teeth are gonna fall out of his head. Joey thinks this is great because the dentist has a new assistant and he's dying to have her lean over him. Boob joke number one of the week. <sighs> I'm keeping track now Are because oh. it's a thing they said they were going to do. Right. And now he I'm only keeping gets, track. He, he gets only gets two. two a week. He gets two. Yeah. They come in pairs. So <laughs> they do come in pairs. That was a good joke. That, that one was, was a good. great joke. Yeah. So what I notice about this is... We're like, what, two, three weeks away from them having that conversation about him only being allowed to have like two boob jokes. Mm-hmm. A week. Mm-hmm. So he makes his joke and Blossom actually laughs and thinks it's funny. Yeah. So is this her saying, OK, that's one of them. I'm going to laugh because this think, is one of your jokes. I think it's more of the, oh, Joey, you're so dumb. Yeah. OK, because usually she gets mad. But this time she was just like, oh, dumb, dumb. Like, well, and I think also it's OK, but you're going to have literally <clears throat> no teeth. Like she's, she's not going to be into you anyways. Yeah, I guess. OK, I took it more as like they had an understanding about boob jokes now. So she's like, OK, I'll laugh at that. This could one. Be it. <laughs> <laughs> so they're out in the kitchen. They're eating. We see Nick come downstairs. Um, he's in a suit, which is a little bit weird for him. He stops when he hears the kids laughing from the kitchen. He starts looking around him wistfully. And then a little girl pokes her head out from the kitchen, telling him to come in and join them. And we realize this is Nick imagining Blossom when she was a little kid. And he looks so happy that little baby Blossom is here. Nick enters the kitchen and we are in a flashback. Mm -hmm. So we see all the little kid versions of the siblings. And most importantly, we see Madeline, their mom. So, yeah. So I have a a little bit about the 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 kids and and madeline Mm -hmm. so young blossom is played by autumn winters um do not google autumn winters uh because (sighs) what you will find is um an erotica writer and Mm -hmm. a like adult model Hmm. like a cam girl type thing and neither of them are this autumn winters okay this autumn winters basically guest starred in a few things but in the 90s and then that was it maybe it is her no they're too young they're too young Hmm. to be this autumn winters Mm. um and then maddie here is played by someone who does not play maddie later in the series she plays her here once and then they recast her later when they bring maddie back um so here she's played by margaret reed she seems to have had a steady acting career she started in the late 80s guest starred on Stuff like Seinfeld, The Golden Girls, Star Trek, TNG. Um, yeah. And then she was in 91 episodes of As the World Turns. Hmm. And she had a handful of appearances on Law and Order SVU between 2004 and 2021, playing four different characters, which is pretty standard for, for Law and Order, right? Like, that's what they do. I think mm-hmm. that's the actor rite of passage mm-hmm. is being on Law and Order. Yeah. And then we have the return of Matthew Lawrence playing the younger version of Joey. So Joey Lawrence's younger brother. And the young Tony is played by Grant Gelt, who guest starred on a few things here and there throughout the throughout the 90s, including Erie, Indiana, which stars Jen Max from Hocus Pocus. (laughs) Wait a minute. Are you saying Matthew Lawrence, the star of Money, Money (laughs) Plus? It's in the, the runaway hit money plane and also boy meets world 
He was on three seasons oh, yeah. of Boy Meets World. But money plane. But money plane. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, at one point, at one point, Eric was talking about getting like people involved in the show on this podcast. And I mm. think we ruined any chance of that with yeah. the way that you went in on the Lawrence Brothers. It's a terrible <laughs> But it's fun. In a terrible way. Is it supposed to, like, is it like the, the asylum films where they're supposed to be terrible? I don't know. Like, that's the thing, right? Like, that could have been, like, a, a, a purposeful, B mo- purposeful B movie. I think the problem is, if you're watching it and you can't tell if they meant it or not, then they probably meant it. I've never watched Money Plane, so I don't know. So this is the issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I, but I still, I still say that we've torpedoed any chance of having no. anybody on this podcast that was involved with Blossom. They or know what they did. <laughs> Lies. We'll, we'll, we'll get it to happen. Yeah. Zang Busby will join us. Yes. Zang Busby. Do we have other actors, or was that that, that was it for now? Okay. That's all of them that are in this scene. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So little baby Russos. Madeline's cooking breakfast. Uh, Nick kind of streaks into the kitchen. He grabs a coffee really quick. He says he has no time for breakfast. He has a session with Huey Lewis in the news, which is a big yeah. deal. And um, he's anticipating it's going to pay for Tony's freshman year at Harvard. <laughs> it's funny because we know. Yeah. Uh, no. Or Yale. Yeah. So the parents are arguing back and forth, which is such a toxic parent. Like, oh, no, he's going to go to Harvard. Oh, no, he's going to go to Yale. I know. And it's framed <clears throat> as being like this cute, like, we love our kids so much, like, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But like, I mean, we know now yeah. that setting your kid up like that can make it really, really tough when they don't achieve that. Mm hmm. Yeah, exactly. So I think what they did in the writing was funny because the parents are like, no, Harvard, Yale. And then it cuts over to little baby Tony and he's like. I bet I could sip this chocolate milk through my nose. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so that's more on par with what we know. About right. Tony. Yeah. It was at this point that I have a note that I wanted to talk about the ages of these kid actors because mm-hmm. it doesn't track with the ages of the like older kids. No. Mm-hmm. Like they all look like they're about the same age. But mm-hmm. Tony is supposed to be at least five years older than Blossom. Yep, that doesn't... That nope. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. They all look roughly the same. Yeah. They look like they're 14, like, all of them. Yeah, like I feel like the young Blossom is supposed to be... And also Maddie left when she was 10. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Young Blossom is supposed to be six, seven, eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they cast someone way too old. Yeah. <laughs> like Matthew Lawrence's Joey is maybe the only one that's age appropriate here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Oh, well, must be hard to find child actors. <laughs> is it? Probably not. I'm trying. We're trying this- to get actors on here. Remember, Mallory? <laughs> this is the age of Doogie. Like, yeah. There are some good. That's good true. Actors. That's yeah. true. Who was on? Rockumentary episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Tony is saying this thing about sipping chocolate milk through his nose. Blossom giggles. She turns around and drops her glass on the ground and it shatters. And then Joey says something about, oh, don't worry. We have 18 of those left. We snap back to the present day and see that like current present day Blossom has actually dropped the glass on the ground. And the kids announce that, oh, no, this was the last surviving Apollo glass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the Apollo glasses. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about this? No. Or, no. I, I did the research. Yeah. Look what? at you. <laughs> I don't like this. So in the, in the 60s and 70s, gas stations and other types of convenience stores uh, gave away promotional glasses to celebrate the Apollo missions, Apollo 11, 12, 13, and 14, and also a pitcher. So, you know, often people would just get these and then make mm-hmm. a collection. And then, you know, this is just one of the many glasses that they probably got. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, I think at the end of, near the end, they say they started out with like 20 something. 24. Yeah, 24. And, and the one that Blossom, the older Blossom, current present day Blossom breaks is the last. So they've, mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Which makes sense. Like, I remember doing that as, like, not, that's a huge ass commemorative. That's too many glasses, first <laughs> of all. Well, I wonder if those, <laughs> because I, I wonder if those were their only glasses at the time. Right. Mm, like maybe. they're a newly married couple. Yeah. They only have these free glasses. Like just collect as many yeah. as you can because we don't have any glasses. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. OK. Yeah. So she shatters this glass. The kids are laughing about it. Oops, it's the last one. Nick is very visibly upset about it. It's not about the glasses. It's not about the glasses. So Nick says, no, he has no time for coffee or breakfast. And he kind of storms out. So, of course, you know, the kids are wondering what's going on. It must be serious because he's in a suit. Maybe he has a job interview. And this is when we find out that he has not been working for the last few months. He hasn't been able to get a steady gig, at least like enough to kind of get them through. And he's been really depressed about it. Um, So Tony says that, you know, at least he's getting out because some guys in his position would grow a beard, stay home and bake. Sup 2020. (laughs) That that joke is one I definitely did not get as a child when I was watching this. What? Grow a beard and And bake. bake. Stay home and bake. Yeah, I didn't either. Mm. When I was a kid, Mm -hmm. baking was making cookies and cakes and brownies. To be fair, I also thought that. When I was watching this episode this time. You didn't get that? No, no, I understood okay. after he said it. And I looked at Joey. I think they both, like, oh. they both, because we see after he says bake, Joey gets really intensely invested in what these guys bake. Yeah. Is it, is it like cookies? Is it pies? <laughs> is it bread? What do they bake? What do they bake? To be fair, <laughs> we're, we are in a pandemic. Yes. And as soon as that started, I started doing sourdough. Right? Oh, you and everyone else. Everybody. I was making cakes. I bought a turntable so I could decorate my cakes. I bought piping bags and piping tips. Mm-hmm. I uh, made brownies, so I did both kinds of <laughs> baking. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's just being efficient with your time. Yeah. I, I only wanted to do one thing, guys. I just got it all done in one go. <laughs> so we end the scene with Tony telling Blossom not to worry. Asks how much she would give him to sip his coffee through his nose. <laughs> Things don't uh, change. They don't. So <laughs> we we jump ahead. We're in a scene of Buzz and the kids sitting at the piano. They're all having a grand old time. They're all singing this song. Buzz is playing a jaunty tune on the piano. May I read you the lyrics to this song? Please. I can't remember the exact like I don't I don't remember the melody enough to do you? I think so. Eric, do you remember it? I don't. Okay. I do not at all, no. I oh god, I haven't sang do in it. public in a long time. Do it for the people. If I married you, if I married you, it'd be big of me. Big of me. Cause I got a wife, a wife, a wife back in Tennessee. And, and I, I have, have some kids, kids maybe, maybe two, two or three. three. <laughs> <laughs> Tony doesn't sing anything except no. that line. And he does it with like the best old timey New York accent. Yeah. It's he like jumps in. He's so happy to do no, it. Now, I have to say, I at this point started researching this song because I was like, what the fuck is this song? This and like literally a minute later, they mentioned that Buzz wrote it, mm-hmm. but I hadn't gotten there yet. So I spent an unreasonable amount of time, you guys, Googling these lyrics. Oh, no. Being like song. <laughs> If I married you, bigamy, and like, no, there was there was nothing. Your husband sees your Google searches and is like, "Do what? we? We got a chat? <laughs> we we good?" 
I made sure to include song in the Google search. Well, because That's I, fair. because I knew if I just googled the lyrics, like there's so much stuff out there that it would not bring up the song. No, so especially I wanted... after researching that erotic writer. Exactly. Yes. Uh... <laughs> So yeah, so I, I spent way too long and then I, I'm like, oh, well, I can't find it. And I push play and they're like, Buzz wrote this. So I'm like, well, yeah. and then you're like, that. of course he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're all having the best time as a family singing about bigamy. Oh, grandpa. <laughs> Crazy guy. So Nick uh, enters the house from the back door entrance. Here's them all singing. He's still upset and anxious, and we can kind of see him, like, hyping himself up before he goes into the living room to talk to him. So he busts into the living room. Um, As he enters, the kids announce that Buzz has great news. (laughs) David Lee Roth, we'll talk about this. David Lee Roth is thinking of doing a cover of this particular song that Buzz wrote in 1951. He's hip now. I thought this was hilarious because it was David Lee Roth, who is best known as the lead singer of Van Halen. (laughs) And, you know, David Lee Roth was known for some onstage antics. He was part of the glam metal thing with like the leggings and the big hair and all the jewelry. So he was a showman. I don't know. I can't in my head put this song into a Van Halen song. I just could not musically make it happen. So I was like, how? How is this the artist that they chose? I don't know. Maybe I would like someone to make that happen. Can somebody write this song for us? Yeah. Like in the style of Van Halen. Yeah. yeah. Use GarageBand or something and just definitely fit David Lee Roth's like solo career. Okay. More than anything. Maybe that's what they were going for. Yeah. Because I could not make that noise happen <laughs> in my head. Bless you. <laughs> it's dust, I swear. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We were cleaning. I'm sorry. It's, no, I, I I am not sick. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have you seen the music video that he did for California Girls? He remade that song in the 80s. Like like the Beach Boys? Calif- yeah. yeah, he did. You should look it up later. Okay. We'll look it up. <laughs> yeah. We'll add he it as a notes. He has a captain hat on. Oh, it? boy. Like like a boat captain? Yep. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah. Yeah. What a guy. <laughs> so that's Buzz's good news. The whole family is really excited about it. Joey asks Nick what his good news is. Nick is all hype. He's like, hey, kids, have I got a uh, have I got a deal for you? How would you like to never mow the lawn again? How would you like to have a built in swimming pool? How would Anthony like to get out on his own and be more independent? Well, good news. The new apartments down the road have all those things. They're selling the house. Woo! Boom. I mean, I mean, good on him for trying to, like, make it sound like a good thing and not yeah. just coming home and being yeah. like, so kids. We have to sell your family home that you've grown up in. And the kids are buying it for a little while. I don't think they were. I know. I think they were humoring Nick. Well, like when you first started talking, not that we're going to sell the house. Oh, yeah, yeah. When they were like like the build up. Well, yeah, because, yeah, we'll hire someone to mow the lawn. We'll put a pool in the backyard. Well, you know. I Mm -hmm. hear AstroTurf getting installed is a thing now instead of actual grass. Don't do that. Yeah. I don't know why. Because people are lazy, Mm. but they want the aesthetics. Mm -hmm. It's just now a thing. I don't think that's just now a no, thing. I, I would like to see a return to gardens. Like, I don't, you know, we. I mean, it is nice to have a lawn, maybe a I'd backyard rather, for like kids yeah. to play in. Uh-huh. But we don't need just like yards of grass. Yeah. I'd rather that all be like vegetables and stuff. Yeah. That'd be way better. 
And I, I think it's better for the environment, too, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. To have, like, actual full plants and not just... Just grass. <laughs> just grass. Yeah. I mean, grass yeah. is a plant, too, but it's not the same, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. like we're feeding deer here. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so he goes into it. He's like, you could not have to do anything anymore because we won't have a house. And the best part is with the extra sale money they would get from the house. Oh, there would be trumpet lessons for Blossom and private tutors for Joey. And Tony, you know, maybe he could live with them and he could share a room with Joey. And Tony has a great line. But dad, I'm sober now. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, they ask why he wants to sell. He brushes it off as like. The house is more trouble than it's worth at this point, which, like, I get this part. It's like everything breaks all the time. We have to keep fixing it. I did actually feel this part deeply in my soul. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, this Mm -hmm. this is why my mom sold her house and started renting. Mm -hmm. But that was also, like, long after me and my brother had moved out. And it wasn't my childhood home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So he does, like, he... He's he's not wrong. It's not the reason he's doing it. But like his cell is actually, like you said, pretty dang good. Yeah. So he tells the kids, oh, we're going to celebrate. Um, Go grab your coats. We'll go out for pizza and celebrate. So we see that Buzz is still sitting in the living room. He instantly knows yeah. what's going on here. Mm-hmm. This Buzz. Can we talk about this Buzz? This Buzz is the one I wanted all along. Yep. Mm-hmm. He is extremely compassionate He instantly clocks what's happening. He has no judgment for the fact that Nick is in this situation. And he just offers to help. I feel like he understands because he's a musician as well. right? Yeah. And sometimes you work and sometimes you don't. uh, The life of an artist. And you guys, you guys all met my dad when he was on the (laughs) podcast, like with my family, too. We knew that life as well. Sometimes we had more money. Sometimes we didn't. So I, I got this, too. So. Yeah, he was so, so good. So he offers to help, but Nick, you know, immediately cuts him off. He starts going into, like, he doesn't want to be a charity case. He raises these kids on his own. He needs to be the one to take care of it. You know, Buzz says, you know, there's a lot of ways to get money, many of them legal. (laughs) Um, And he brings up that there was a college fund that Nick and Maddie set aside for the kids. Nick is instantly like, nope, not happening. He's not like Buzz, and he would never take from his kid's future rough Mm. nick the one time the one time buzz is nice i mean but to be fair if you've known this person for 20 some odd years and they've always been a flaky asshole are you suddenly gonna believe what they're telling you and not giving the best advice most of the time Mm -hmm. so he's like yeah just get money from your kids yeah, just take it from their college funds. They'll be fine. I, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. Like, I feel um, this. Like, I would I would not touch my kid's college fund. Yeah, no, I understand that. It's just, he's acting so unbuzz-like mm-hmm. that, like, I I don't know, the fact that he's not even taking a hot second, but we'll, we'll get further into it. It's fine. Um, So that's that conversation. We see the kids are in Blossom's room freaking out. Joey's like, oh, yeah, an apartment's cool, blah, blah, blah. He doesn't get what's going on. So the other kids have to explain why they're probably moving to an apartment. Joey, Joey is doing this thing where he's trying to learn new words. (laughs) (laughs) And he was told that if you say a new word out loud three times, it is your word forever. (laughs) So he goes, oh, dad has no money and he might have to sell the house. That's so emasculating. (laughs) And he's so proud of himself. I mean, good on him for trying to learn words, which we wouldn't have seen before. But he's so proud of himself. He's like, that's two. I got one more. (laughs) 
one more and it's mine. They ignore Joey, of course. Yes. Um, they start discussing their options, which is either they could make a big deal about it and make Nick feel bad, or they go along with the idea and they lose their house. Mm-hmm. Or, or sell their organs. Or they could sell their organs. But, you know, Tony, you idiot. Tony, you beautiful idiot. They don't have organs. They have a piano. (laughs) Only one more time to say the word and it's his. (laughs) So Nick is still stewing on the couch. I think Buzz is gone at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Young Blossom comes down the stairs. He's having another little flashback. She's asking if she can bring her teddy bear to the drive-in because Joey said that the bear needs to go in the trunk. Or they have to pay extra to go to the drive-in. <laughs> so, for those of you who don't know how drive-in movies work, the ticket price isn't just, like, a price per car. It's how many people are sitting in the car. Mm-hmm. So, if you have four people in the car, it's cheaper than if you have five people in the car. So, people used to... Well, I mean, if movies are to be believed, people would sneak their friends in in the trunk. Like in Greece. Did you? Yeah. When they did that, they don't do that anymore. They go by car now. Do they? Yeah. I I really want to go to a drive-in, but I don't have a car, nor do I live near a (laughs) drive-in. Just walk into the field and stand next to the thing and hook in your headphones. Well, I I went to the drive-in when I was like 13, 12, 13 with my parents when we went out to... Uh, PEI and there it was a radio station mm, yeah, mm-hmm. radio to, to a radio first. station um, but during the like pandemic when it was safe to do so I don't know why it was ever not safe to but whatever um, they had they set up drive-ins in like parking lots in Toronto and there was one really close to me and I was so frustrated because like those of us who don't have a car can't go do the things yeah. like we weren't allowed to go and just like sit far away from people you had to have a car and like I understood the like pandemic reasons, mm-hmm. but it's still, it was really frustrating as someone who didn't have a car <laughs> mm-hmm. that I literally could do nothing. Like I couldn't yeah. even go to the movies. Yeah. Especially in Toronto yeah. where most people don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting too, mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, well all the people from out of town, I guess yeah. from Toronto can go to the drive-in in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> so strange. Yeah. Hmm. We'll go to the drive-thru drive-in. We can, well, we can do the drive-thru, too. And, <laughs> and then have food for the drive-in. Yeah. You can't bring in food. Put it in the trunk. Yeah. Sneak it in. No one will know. No <laughs> one will know. <laughs> so, yeah, Joey has told Blossom that they will need to pay for her teddy bear. He comes down, baby Joey, and they start fighting. Then they run back upstairs. Buzz comes back into the room. He's cutting into Nick's flashback. Once again, just saying, let me help you figure this all out. The family has spent 20 years in this house. And what about all of the good memories? One of which we just saw. But as he says that, we cut to another flashback of Maddie leaving the family. Heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Heartbreaking. And I didn't capture the actual dialogue from this, but it was Nick essentially saying, if you're going to leave, don't come back. And Mm -hmm. Maddie still makes the choice to leave. So, of course, we know that not all the memories here are good. No. Which is probably not helping his decision any. <laughs> I think that's true of any home, though. Oh, absolutely. That's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can you can have bad memories, and you know it's you see you, the family that they have left and what they yeah. built out of. Yeah, that. it's still your family. Like it's still your home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we jump ahead in time to see Nick in the kitchen again. He's sitting at the table. He's going through. A mountain of bills, which mm-hmm. they never talk about it, but I thought visually yeah. the the prop decision there was really good. Um, Joey enters and kind of 
tries to talk to him like three times and be like, hey, dad. Oh, nothing. Hey, dad. <laughs> nothing. And finally sits down <laughs> and he brings up to Nick that, you know, you always tell me that, you know, I'm too impulsive and I never think things through. But he thinks this time the pot is on the other foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and without skipping a beat, like the delivery was so good, without skipping a beat, Nick says, You're right. I think it's a case of one shoe calling the kettle black. <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't even have the energy right now. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, so Joey starts in on he's trying to do a thing. It's very cute that he's trying to do a thing. He thinks the apartment idea is super, super cool. But Tony and Blossom, they're just they're not into it because they're not cool apartment guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're home bodies. They're home bodies. They're not cool apartment guys like uh, like Nick and Joey are. So we see Joey start to go through this thing that like Tony and Blossom air quotes love. You know, they love paved driveways and basketball hoops. And barbecues on the 4th of July when all the neighborhood kids get together and run around waving sparklers and the whole world feels like a picnic. (laughs) (laughs) So cute. (laughs) So cute. And then Joey realizes maybe maybe he likes the simple things in life, too. (laughs) And then Nick once again says, in many ways, you may be the simplest of all, Joey. (laughs) Sweet burn. Nick is just constantly dunking on his own kids. I know. But he doesn't understand it. That's what makes it better. (laughs) I think Nick tried for many, many years probably to be like, okay, it's fine. It'll. And then he just was like, nope, this is what I got now. This is my kid. So this is my lot in life. Yeah, let's roll with it. So Nick decides to reverse it on Joey, telling him that he's relying on Joey to convince his siblings of how cool apartment living is because like Nick and Joey are the cool apartment dudes and Joey needs to convince the other kids. Mm hmm. So he goes again into like what apartment living can give them. It's like high security, low maintenance, less responsibility, more money in their pockets, which I have a note that says, lol, not anymore. Nope. Mm-mm. Now it's way more expensive to pay rent. Yeah, but the problem is saving up for a down payment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? Like that's that's the issue. Yeah, like if you're able to get into a house, then the month to month is not so bad beyond like if you have to do repairs or whatnot. But mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes forever to get there now because millennial life. Yep. But no, we suck. We're not trying hard enough. (laughs) Anyways, we see Six and Blossom up in Blossom's bedroom where Six is lamenting that Nick is selling the house that they grew up in. I, yes, I wanted, this is the stupidest little thing. The establishing shot. There's a mailman walking walking across across the the lawn lawn in the establishing shot. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I thought that was nice. It, it gave it a little bit of a... Um... I know. I've always just seen establishing shots that, like, they're not a static image, but they're mm. a static image, right? Yeah. Like, there's nobody in it. Yeah. And so I don't know if this was on purpose or if it was just the day that they went to go film the outside of this house that they could have all of their B-roll of the house. And someone was like, let's use the one with the mailman. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't I even notice it. that. That's I great. I love it. Yeah. I never look at the establishing shots. I'm too busy taking notes and whatnot. So I'm, I'm going to start looking now. Yeah, I've never seen anyone in it before, but today there was a mailman. That's funny. So, yeah, Six is like, how dare he sell our house? Blossom's like, "Um, it's my house. And Six goes, nope, I've spent most of my time here. I lost my first tooth here. I figured out that the tooth fairy is your dad here. (laughs) So it's my house, too. I I love how the tooth fairy is Nick. It's not just all parents. It's Mm -hmm. Nick. It's specifically Nick. (laughs) Yeah. 
for all the children (laughs) in the world. (laughs) She was hanging out this very bedroom window when she first saw Joey in boxer shorts. Six. Don't talk to Blossom about that. That's weird. No, these are landmarks in a young girl's life. So, you know, they're lamenting. Blossom says she's going to miss having a lawn. They they talk about how they used to run through the sprinklers in the summer and how they used to hide in the bushes and, like, spy on Tony and this girl from across the street. This family's horny. Weird. <laughs> Super weird. So, yeah, they're saying, like, everything that's ever happened to them has happened in this room. And then smash cut to baby six and baby Blossom. And they're up. Uh, gonna play with barbies yeah yeah so so young six is played by marissa rosen uh who went on to have a modest theater career appearing in a bunch of regional and like off-broadway stuff um and before the pandemic she was a mainstay in new york city nightlife uh she performed in a show called divas and another one called marty and marissa at some new york city bars and lounges from what i can gather I don't know if she's still doing that. At least one of the bars she listed doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know what has come back and what hasn't since the pandemic, but she, she, uh, seems to just be making work for herself, which is fantastic. Like that's That's kind of what you have to do in this business, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. No, she seems pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's our little six. And then they start playing Barbies. Uh, we find out six has swiped a GI Joe from Joey's room and he is going to marry everybody. (laughs) Joey busts in and starts fighting the girls for his GI Joe. And you know, they're all, they're all wrestling over it. And then one of them calls GI Joe a doll. And Joey's so mad because he's not a doll. He's an action figure. (laughs) That's that's how they actually sold them. Mm -hmm. Because when they created them, they're like, how are we going to market this to boys? Exactly. We can't call it dolls. Call it action figures. Because manliness. Exactly. Testosterone. Testosterone. (laughs) I wouldn't have bought it if it was a doll. You wouldn't have bought it at all. You were a child. (laughs) Sometimes I saved up money to buy things. Like a pizza thrower from Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And baseball cards. Did you buy baseball cards? Yeah, for gum. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't care about the cards. You just wanted the gum. No, I actually collected a lot of cards. Now I don't know what to do with them. I guess I could sell them. (laughs) The gum was the worst part. It was. They were so waxy. (laughs) Do you remember Spice Girls cards? Yes. When they tried to do it for girls and they're like, the Spice Girls. I also had those. Like, it doesn't work. There's only five of them. But, but it's them in different poses. Yeah, exactly. And then some other poses are slow. And some other stuff. Eric is posing right now. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty great. It was a, a Mel C pose. Yeah. She had the thing. The best one. Yeah, Let's be real. Yeah. Fight me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was always Sporty Spice. Yep. Yep. She was the best. Yep. Um, so we get one of the the best irony lines of the uh, the episode here where Joey runs out with his G.I. Joe and Six says that she hates boys. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go back to them being grown up. Six suggests they go grab a snack and six goes, oh God. Yeah. You're going to have so much less closet space. So can I have half your wardrobe? <laughs> just keep it in the family. Yeah. She's just, she's <laughs> looking out for blossom. Yeah. She's just trying to help. Yeah. Yeah. Jen, if you're, if you ever move somewhere with way less closet space, mm-hmm. I will take half of your clothes. You would swim. <laughs> The length of the sea in my clothing. We are not the same size, madam. Tailoring. I appreciate the thought. I'm going to go back on Marissa Rosen. Did you say you don't know what she's doing right now? I, I Well, I, her website didn't seem to have been updated since she before is in the, the pandemic. Show right now. Oh. At 
54 Below in New York. She's in Hanukkah, a festival of writers. When 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 was that posted? Because I was literally looking at this November last week. November 3rd, 2021. Okay, so, so it was before... Uh, or got, it got posted after I did my research. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hanukkah, yeah, yeah Marissa. Yeah, this is air, this this episode that we're recording now is dropping at the end of Hanukkah, I believe. So I hope everyone out there who celebrates had a good Hanukkah. Mm-hmm. I hope Aww. I had a good Hanukkah. I'm sure. Happy you did. Hanukkah. Thanks. Happy Hanukkah, <laughs> my Jewish friend. <laughs> <laughs> good on you, Marissa. <laughs> So after this, we cut down to uh, Joey and Tony. They're down in the living room. Tony's looking through classifieds, trying to find somewhere to live. This was one of my favorite parts of the episode. Go he on. is wearing his studied casual shirt. <laughs> he is wearing a studied casual shirt. Remember that thing I said, that doesn't look like Tony. What an ugly shirt. He's wearing it again. <laughs> so Joey asks if Tony is willing to live with the roommate because they're not really finding anything. But Joey thinks he found something. Listen to this description. Don't you want to hang out with this guy? Single white male seeks same. Likes candlelit dinners, long walks on the beach, and wants to share all of the good things in life. Tony knows what this is. Yes. Joey doesn't know what this is. No. Joey insists that Tony should at least send the guy pictures like the ad asks for, but he does have to be wearing chaps. Mm. <laughs> this is before Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the newspaper was Craigslist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just Tony's reaction, like through the whole description, being like, no, no, <laughs> no, Joey. Yeah. You don't understand <laughs> what he's what looking for. <laughs> don't know what this is. So the, the guys start talking about how the prospect of the move is freaking him out. And then Tony goes on this thing of this is our home, like all the mistakes we've ever made in this home, like there's evidence of it in the wall. Mm-hmm. So he starts running around the living room and he's like, this is the closet door where I got trapped one time. So you can see where I tried to like rip the door open. And behind this picture is like a stain from me trying to rollerblade with blueberry pie and it like <laughs> splats against the wall. And the last thing he shows Joey is like, look up at the ceiling. We see the chandeliers all fucked up. And there's yeah. like a smudge on the ceiling. We do a flashback cut to the guys as kids. Joey's sitting there. He has one of those like science fair volcanoes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tony's making fun of him because it's not even like a real volcano because it doesn't do anything. Yeah. And then Joey goes, it is a real volcano like Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Uh, I bet I bet Joey also believes that Mount Rushmore just looked like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he yeah. did. Yeah. So you know how you're talking about we were thinking all these kids were the same age? These two boys were both born in nineteen eighty. Both of them. Mm-hmm. The, the young act yeah, see, the, it was it was not it was not great. And they didn't I mean, with that, with the exception of Matthew Lawrence, they didn't look like the older versions no. of them either. No, not at all. Oh, Do well. better. <laughs> They were like, it's one episode. Don't worry about yeah. it. They won't remember. It's yeah. not in syndication. They did it all just so they could cast Matthew Lawrence anyways. That was the whole reason to do this whole thing. You know it was. Well, so they had the, the in the first season, uh, the episode where they go to the cabin, they had the videos from when they were a kid. Mm-hmm. And they had a young Tony there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they were all age appropriate. And they were well, they Blossom also played young Blossom, like yeah. slouched down. They would have had to cast a young Blossom, but they could have brought back the same Tony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe he was have. busy. Maybe he was doing something else. Maybe we Child don't actors. like it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, they're looking at this volcano. The good thing is Tony knows how to make it a real volcano. 
Because what he has done is peeled open 700 rolls of caps. So he lights <laughs> them on fire and chucks them into the volcano. And that's how the smudge got there. Now, Jen, I know your parents still own your childhood home. Yes. Eric. Not anymore. No. So you're the only one here. Do you have spots around your house like this where you can you have like a story that goes with a mark? Um, the first thing that comes to mind, but I was older at this point is I got a rabbit. And so there are still parts in the basement where Gandalf was like chewing at the wall <laughs> that we just never. F- oh, yeah. Yeah. Her name was Gandalf. That's amazing. She was gray, but she had a little white spot. So she was both Gandalfs. <laughs> Yeah, I did. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, so she was she would like chew up like little pieces of the wall. So I think some of that is still down there. Yeah. I remember the room that is now their office but was my bedroom. It was something about the way the original builders like it, I don't know if it was an extension or what, but they didn't build it very well because half of my wall was, you know, drywall and then the other half was like a cardboard sort of a deal so you could knock along the wall and you'd be like drywall drywall conk where it was just like wood oh it was messed was it wood or was it plaster was it plaster walls it was definitely like uh like it was soft it was a softer wall so it was like a corrugated it felt like a corg we never like dug in to find out but it definitely felt like a corrugated cardboard sort of a situation Hmm. i want to know (laughs) it was messed up yeah do you have cardboard walls (laughs) i don't know ask your parents and you can always like no matter how we tried to paint around it you could always kind of see the seam line Hmm. of where one wall started and the other ended yeah yeah Yeah, I mean, all houses have those little. I remember when my parents were selling our house, like the house we grew up in, and they're like, "What is this?" I'm like, "Uh, nothing." We'd be like, we'd have like we had these like octagon lights, and then one side was busted. They didn't know because they don't look at the lights, (laughs) just to change the light bulbs. But I had been playing with a yo-yo when I was little, and I was just like (laughs) smashed. I was like, "Shit!" (laughs) I didn't cover it. It was well. It didn't break off. It just yeah. shattered in there, so it just stayed in there, just like cracked. And- <laughs> because it broke inward. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. So funny. <laughs> Man, kids. Yeah, I know. Uh, around my my uh, grand my bubby's house, there's some like evidence of children. Uh, not me. Of her children. Mm. Um, they're not my stories to tell, so I don't want to out people. But there's there's there's. I'll, I'll tell you guys off. Okay. Off, yeah. Okay. Off my, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I think every house has this. So, like, seeing him run around and be like, this is why it's our home, because we ruined it ourselves. (laughs) So, as they're having this conversation, the girls walk in from the kitchen and say, "Uh, there's uh, strangers in our house. And we find out Nick has already called a realtor. Mm -hmm. That's terrible. Already, like, this was supposed to be the same day, right? Mm -hmm. Uh the next day, I think. I think. Was it the day. next day? Okay. Yeah. Still, it's that's that's really fast to be like. By the way, we're selling. By the way, there are people in your house. I mean, so they don't specify. It could be like a week later. We yeah. don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, don't realtors tell you when they're coming and you are not, not home? Supposed to be there. <laughs> like, right? like this just seems super odd that like nobody knew except Nick, and all of a sudden yeah. there's just people wandering around their house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, well, this realtor seems a bit shady, anyways. Yeah. yeah. We don't weird. we don't trust her. So yeah, the realtor walks. The couple through the living room talking about, oh, if you knock out this wall, if we sink the living room, if we do, like, basically, if you tear the house apart. It's a fixer-upper. It's a fixer-upper. Yeah. Madam, how dare you? She does (laughs) say something about how the wallpaper needs to change, though, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's really bad wallpaper. (laughs) Yeah, but it's their bad wallpaper. It's their bad (laughs) wallpaper. So the kids, of course, 
are freaking out because they're strangers talking about demolishing their home. Okay, so the realtor goes upstairs to the couple. We cut to Nick looking out at the realtor and the couple from the kitchen. He's kind of peeking out from behind the door, which is also kind of shady because the kids are freaking out. Nick doesn't like step out and say, Mm -hmm. it's fine. Leave them alone. He's like hiding behind the door. He should have told them, hey, we need to be out of the house on Saturday at seven because my seven. Seven seems late or early. Saturday at ten. Let's go with that. Yeah, Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, It's a little odd. So he's looking out into the living room and then we hear a voice behind him and it's Maddie's voice. We're back in a flashback from right right when they moved in. Maddie is actually putting away the set of Apollo glasses. Mm -hmm. She goes to put one away, instantly drops one. And this is where he says, don't worry, we have 23 left. Yeah. So I I thought that was like a really good through line Mm -hmm. of like the Apollo glasses. Yeah. Well, it's it's like Tony going around and talking about how they they ruined the house, but they did it in their own way. Like just the the, and we've all done it. Like you have a certain set of kitchenware and over time you have kids, they're rambunctious. And like the breaking them is almost like the rite of passage of having a family and living a life. Yeah. And and, yeah, it's it's a measure of time, right? Like that they've had these glasses for the entire time that they've been a family and the entire time they've been in this house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if all the glasses are gone, what does that say about their home? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially these aren't replaceable glasses, right? They're finite. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, the glasses were a really cool little way of saying things without saying them. Yeah. Which I thought was really neat. Mm -hmm. And of course... Nick apparently thinks the same thing because he starts going on about, oh, someday all of our kids are going to be drinking out of these glasses as we teach them about life and love. They're 10 kids. They're 10 kids. First of all, Nick, (laughs) calm down. Was that still popular then? Like, I know. What, 10 kids? Well, when our parents were kids, um, I know more more of them was um, was common, more common, at least. At least from what, what I know. I know a lot of people that have like four or five siblings. My my parents, both of them, have are in families of eight. Like, there's eight. I have, like, eight aunts and uncles on both sides. I have, like, lots of extended family. But, like, on my mom's side, it's just my mom and her brother. Mm-hmm. And then on my dad's side, it was three kids. Like, yeah. it, my immediate family didn't have lots of kids. I have a huge, I have a huge extended yeah. family, yeah. but not, Same. like, not, my yeah. parents didn't have a lot of siblings. Yeah. I think... In terms of 10 kids, I that's mean... So, that's still a lot. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot, but also, like, this was the 70s? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like... No rules! Raise all your kids and live on a commune. I don't know. <laughs> Is that more of a 60s thing? I thought it was, like, it was 60s, 70s. 60s, 70s. Yeah, yeah it was a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah, puppies. 10 kids. God damn it, Nick. <laughs> I mean, with three, I mean, you can speak to this, but with three, they already outnumber you. It's so many. And I feel like... <laughs> My my rule is don't let them outnumber you. <laughs> They're so loud. <laughs> They're so loud. Oh my god. Uh, so for these ten children, Nick is revealing that he's going to start putting aside money for a college fund right away before they even have kids. He's mm-hmm. starting it now. They do it every single paycheck. They put some money away. The rule is they never touch the fund no matter what happens. So now we have some context for why he freaks out so much when Buzz has suggested this earlier. Yeah. At this point, young Buzz walks in and it's just old Buzz with like a really bad wig and he looks like a beatnik. 
I I was so impressed that the audience did not laugh when he came in. Right. They were completely silent. They were just like, this is normal. I thought it was supposed (laughs) to be a joke that he looked like that. No, no. It's just... No. No. I I think it was just this is... This was what they dressed like in the mid to late 70s. Because Maddie's also... Like, it's a settler, but she's definitely wearing a 70s look. Yeah, but it... They aged down everyone else. It's still old man Buzz being like 80. They didn't age down Nick. Nick is still Nick. But Nick is still like actively living within his... Nick is different because he's moving in and out of his flashbacks. Well, but so did Blossom, Tony, and Joey. Okay. And they saw their younger selves. Okay. I saw Nick as more of like an active, like living his own daydream as opposed to... He's Scott Bakula. This is a quantum leap reference. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nope. We did talk about Quantum Leap before. We have done Uh. that. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay, little nerd. You're fine. (laughs) So, yeah, young beatnik Buzz walks in. I laughed heartily. More than the audience. More than the audience, for damn sure. We can see that these two have hated each other since the beginning. Buzz says something about offering a kick in for the college fund, and Nick complains that he didn't even help with the down payment for the house like he had said he was going to do. So we get, you know, that close up of Nick saying, I don't need your help, Buzz. We move out. We see we jump forward in time. He's now telling real time Buzz that he doesn't need his help again. Mm-hmm. And Buzz goes, look, I'll admit it. I'm more. He calls it being a suitcase man, which I thought was like a really cool musician thing to say. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm more of a suitcase man. I'm like, yeah, you are, buddy. Pack it up and go on Pack your way. Pack it up and go on your way. <laughs> <laughs> so even though that's the life he lives like these kids need a home and that's what this is so he does have a whole speech i didn't do a verbatim but it it is actually very lovely speech about you know these kids need some sort of stability and i want to help you be able to do that nick says again he won't touch the college fund buzz says i will just freaking give you money my man and nick is like no no i've heard that before which fair enough but nick's like digging in his heels like almost on principle at this point it seems like Yeah. Like he's not even willing to hear him out. No. So as the two men enter the living room, the kids are running downstairs, still freaking out, saying all the things that these prospective new buyers want to do. They want to turn Joey's room into a spa and put in a bidet. I mean, they're they're pretty uh, uh, motivated buyers if they're not like thrown off by these children running around following them being like, what are you doing to my bedroom? What's a bidet? Yeah. To be fair, they should put a bidet in. It's better for the environment. It's true. I kind of want a bidet. There's one upstairs. You have a bidet? Yeah, we do. That's so luxurious. They're wonderful. (laughs) Yes. We'll talk about that after. Okay, okay. You don't want to do the toilet talk right now? Okay, so so I have a tushy, which is wonderful, but they just... Are they going to sponsor us, please? They should, because they just came out with the heated seat version of it. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Which I want to get. So not only do I have hot and cold water up there... And a way to aim it at different spots. <laughs> but but you still have to dry yourself off afterwards, right? You can buy towels from them as well. Or you can use a paper towel, but, but it takes be, less, It'd right? be less, yeah. Because yeah. that was the thing I've always, like, been about with bidets. I'm like, you still, like, you, you're not just, like, spraying your butt and then walking around with a wet butt. Like, you still have to dry yeah. it. A lot yeah. of people just get, like, little... Little hand towels just to wipe yeah. the pat pat. <laughs> just like, just shake your butt really fast for like a minute and then it's you're true. good. It's true. Dry it off like a dog. Or like a guy, talk. Like a guy at a urinal. Oh. Just shake it. Oh. No. No, 
thing. You can cut this. Oh, my ear holes are weird. Oh. <laughs> Too much information in a public space. You're an old uh, <laughs> So, yeah, the kids are freaking out. Um, six is in the mix as well. Nick says, <laughs> Six, this is a family thing. Maybe you should go. And then she repeats the no because the tooth fairy and this is also my house. So, screw you. I'm staying, essentially. And this is also when Joey learns that Nick is the tooth fairy. <laughs> My whole world is falling his, apart. Yeah, his face just crumbles. Oh, you beautiful idiot. <laughs> so Nick says, fine, you can stay. Blossom monologues that an apartment could be nice, but this is their home. They want to keep growing up here. And all the other kids agree. And I think what they say is the biggest deal for them is it is a big decision. And Nick just decided without yeah. even talking mm-hmm. to them first, mm-hmm. which it's all of their home. And they're always so open to each other with everything. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think part of it is that Nick feels like he's let his family down. So Mm -hmm. you don't want to, like, whether or not you're open, it's it's so much tougher to go home and be like, so I've let you all down and Mm -hmm. we do not have the money to afford our home. So we all, like, my, what I have done or not done, whether or not it's true or not, how he feels is that he has done something that has resulted in, his whole family losing their home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Whoa. you know, Buzz is also there. Nick tells Buzz this is a family thing and maybe Buzz should leave. So we've heard Six say, I lost my first tooth here. Buzz says, I'm not leaving. I lost my last tooth here, <laughs> which was kind of a funny line. Yeah. So everybody sits down. Nick explains the whole situation. There's a balloon payment on the house that he cannot afford because he hasn't been working properly. Now, as the one of us who does not have a mortgage... Mm-hmm. Uh, can can you explain to me what a balloon payment is? I have no idea what this is. I I thought the same. I actually I meant to research it and yeah. did not get a chance. Um, because I just do monthly payments. Yeah, because <laughs> my my like not having a mortgage, not having like started doing that yet. Understanding of a mortgage is that it's more or less like paying rent, where you're paying the same amount every mm-hmm. month. The only um, thing, I, I have yeah. heard the term balloon payment. I just don't know like why it would be due oh. or like. So, yeah, a balloon payment is a larger than usual one time payment at the end of the loan term. That it, makes sense. Oh, so this is the last payment and then the house is theirs. No, I think oh. it's because you have you can so renew we, your mortgage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, OK, so we have a five. We had a five year term on our mortgage and mm-hmm. then we had to renew it at the end of that. But I don't remember doing a balloon. I I didn't do a balloon payment. We just did ours as well, and we didn't do a balloon payment. They just kept actually they. So when you say like five year term, you get a specific rate, and then when you renew your your um your mortgage, it can be the same. It could be lower. It depends on how the market is. Yeah. So like a lot of stuff. Like I hear a lot about twenty five year mortgages, thirty year mortgages. So they don't really do that anymore, do they? Don't like it, it without five like. Uh, I guess what I'm asking is the is the idea that you're supposed to have paid it off in five years and then you can renew it or no. they just do it five it's years a at a time. Get, yeah. Okay. And also, well, you know, we've never bought a home in a traditional sense. Yeah. But, you know, if at the end of the five years, technically your mortgage is done. So that would be the easiest time. And I know people have done that. That's the easiest time if you decide you want to sell at that point. Right. Mm-hmm before you renew like you sell and buy a new home at that point and it's easier there's mm-hmm. less like you're not getting out of a contract right. or anything at that point right so that can be where having the shorter contract payments can be or the contract terms can be a better mm-hmm. thing as well especially right. if you have like a growing family yeah. or you have extenuating circumstances right i think they only offered 
a five or a ten year for us. Okay. From what I can remember. We had a three, five, or ten. Yeah. yeah three, five, ten year. Yeah. That's okay. Right. Mortgages. Mortgages. Yeah. We're adults. Adulthood. <laughs> so fun. Can I not be? <laughs> I would can rather I, not be. Can I go be, back? <laughs> to be honest. Hmm, let's go be cool apartment people. <laughs> no. I am an terrible, apartment. terrible, apparently. I, yeah. I, or at least in Hamilton. Ham- well, yeah. So, well, apartments are very expensive. Uh, and also, I have decided that there should be a one-week trial period so that you know who your neighbors are because... Mm. I moved in. I think they've moved out now, but I moved into a place where it turned out our neighbors were students who thought that they had a student house where they could have parties as loud as they wanted and till the wee hours of the night. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that that would have been nice to have known that before we. Bros everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Bros. Yeah. And also, children, we are still in a pandemic. Yeah. Please don't Mm. have 20 plus people in your Mm. tiny apartment. I told you to outbro them and you wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. No, I was home alone. I didn't like. You should home that alone. That should have them. stopped. <laughs> well, just set up like micro machines in the hallway. <laughs> I think they're gone now, so it doesn't it doesn't even matter. Well, that's but good. No, that, just like you you know like I thought like oh I could go knock on the door and be like hey can you turn it down but also you don't know how people are going to react and if I am like home alone like Tristan was gone for the weekend like mm-hmm. it's just me right like yeah. I don't. Yeah, I didn't feel like it was the safest choice. I yeah. mean, I don't know who they were, so it, it could have been fine. But mm-hmm. that's the problem is you don't know. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so the kids aren't down with the apartment living either. <laughs> and they say that. Um, so they do actually suggest the college money as well. Like they haven't heard that whole conversation. Mm-hmm. So this is them thinking of it themselves. Nick, of course, shuts him down as he has been doing this whole time. But we find out they have actually talked through this. Yep. And what they have realized is that Joey is two years away from graduating. Blossom is three years. Given what they both do with Joey being an athlete and Blossom being super smart, they can probably both get scholarships and mm-hmm. they probably won't even need that whole amount of money anyways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's money in that college fund for Anthony, <laughs> who clearly did not go to college. And he has this great thing where they're, you know, just talking about the two or three years in the scholarships. And Tony's like, well, you know, I'm still torn between Harvard and Yale, so I decided to drive an ambulance while I figure it out. Yeah. That's right, guys. Cute. So they also point out, you know, you don't just have to take from the college fund. You have enough time. You have years where you can take what you need right now and then just pay it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you have the time to do this. Nick still says no. Like I said, I think at this point it's more of a principal point. Mm-hmm. And like you said, sort of like a point of pride yeah. that he doesn't do this now. So he still digs his heels down, says says no. And his excuse at this point is that he can only take care of the kids while they're in his house. He's not gambling with the college money that can help them when they leave his house, mm-hmm. which fair enough. That's what that money is for. However, he's still kind of choosing like not to get it. <laughs> then Buzz... Bless his heart, this buzz forever, please, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. gets up and gives each of the kids a check. Mm -hmm. And he says it's their inheritance because he got advanced money from David Lee Roth for his weird bigamy song. Bigamy. (laughs) Bigamy. (laughs) So they don't say the amount of money, but they comment it's a large amount of money. Mm. Buzz, God, so, so good, the psychology on this. He goes... Well, this was supposed to be for your college fund, but your dad's taking mm-hmm. care of that. So this is for whatever the hell you want it to be for. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So good. 
So all of the kids, one by one, get up and they give each of their checks to Nick because it's their money mm-hmm. to do they, with what they want. Exactly. And they want to save the house. Joey takes a little bit longer. Yes. <laughs> his face. His jo- face. Joey did earlier in this scene get his third emasculated in. So now yes. the word is yeah. his. did. Yeah, so the word is his forever. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the context. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, it's something about like, oh, take from the college fund. You won't need to feel emasculated. Feel yeah. emasculated. And then he's like, it's mine. Yeah. Like, he's so <laughs> So proud of him. Emasculated is mine. It is, it's mine forever. Yeah. Does not understand why that's a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so at this point, the kids all hand over their checks the realtor walks down with the couple. They leave. The realtor stays behind to go, oh, they're very interested in buying. But this woman is just, I don't know. Watch the episode. She's, There's something about skeezy. her. She's a little skeezy. She's a Karen. Oh, she is a little bit. She's mm. definitely a Karen. Mm-hmm. She's got some vibes. Yeah. 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 Nick says, sorry, they have another buyer. And then as he says that, this is very sweet and visually lovely. So we have the present day family standing there. Nick's holding the checks. And as Nick says, we have another buyer. The front door opens and we see all the young versions of the kids running through the house. They're playing cowboys and Indians, which let's not harp on that. It was the 90s. <laughs> yeah, that part yeah. did not well, age well. Let's not the wor- sentiment of the scene. Let's not worry about that part. But the sentiment is very, very lovely. Yes. So the kids walk into the kitchen. My heart. They, they walk into the kitchen. It's just Nick and Buzz left. Nick starts to walk by Buzz, turns around. And gives Buzz a little kiss on the forehead. That was so cute. And yep. they just smile at each other. And that's the end of the episode. Yay. Yay. This Buzz forever. So we do have a little outro that's unrelated to the episode, which is so credits. flipping cute. <laughs> so it's Matthew Lawrence, just as Matthew Lawrence. It's a blooper. It's a blooper. He's yeah. trying to perfect the woe. And he can't do it. So he's like trying to do it. And then he's just like laughing. He's like, I don't know what to do. I can't do it. So we see Joey Lawrence walk onto the stage and he's like trying to teach him how to do it with the hands and the shoulders. And he tells him to find a beat. Find a beat. Yeah. Whoa. Because it's a whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And it's so cute. It's just like an adorable little sibling. I wish I filmed you guys doing that. Whoa. (laughs) Did we get it? Was it so, good? It was. Yes. Cut it. Print it. It's good. We could be young Joey. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, clearly, but, based on how old those children were. We hire us. We could do it. So, yeah, the outro is just a cute little blooper of the brothers being brothers. It's yeah. very, very sweet. So that is the episode. Mm-hmm. We all felt feelings. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get the lesson of the week out of the way? Well, we're still feeling feelings. Sure. Okay. Mallory, do you have one? Yeah. So, well, kind of. So I have, um, it's okay to ask for help, even from the person you least expect. Mm -hmm. But also people change. So we see Buzz in the 70s being like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to give you a down payment for your house. And he doesn't. I'm going to kick in $2 a week for your kid's college funds. And he doesn't. But now he has changed and wants to help Nick and can help Nick. Um, and Nick just needed to accept that he's not the same person he was Mm -hmm. 20 years ago. Yep, exactly. Same. It was the, um, it's okay to ask for help. Yeah. Especially Mm -hmm. Nick was just trying to like muscle his way through this Mm -hmm. whole thing without, you know, Mm -hmm. even talking to his family and that's not what they do. Yep. Um, mine was about 
Your family is worth more than your pride. Obviously, family can mean a lot of different things. It can yeah. mean your biological family or your... Your chosen family. Your, your chosen... Aw! And family. Eric just... Get, well, oh, we're doing a little... We're having a, little, a seance. <laughs> we're holding hands in a circle because we're in person. And it's fantastic. So your chosen family... If those are the people you have chosen, you're going to take care of them, whatever, yeah. at the end of the day, whether it's, you know, taking their help when you need it or mm-hmm. whatever, like it's not worth your pride to push them away. So yeah. that was mine. Yeah. Mm. Um, let's do an outfit of the week, y'all. I'm going to be crazy and I'm going to start it. Yeah. What? Whoa. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Got to get a beat in there. <laughs> so... I chose Beatnik Buzz because oh, it was so <laughs> flipping good. So I'm going to actually break down what it looked like. Let me pull up my notes because I did actually do like a play by play of what that looked like. Have you been watching that as we've been going? No, no. Oh, thank okay. you. Eric. I just pulled it up. He just held it up for you. Okay. So it's normal old man Buzz, except he has on a wig of dark brown hair. He has a blue beret. Is a brown leather jacket, a black mock turtleneck, and a silver chain with like a huge pendant on it. And he is so hip, guys. Does he have a mustache? I can't see from here. He does. Uh, yes, have, he does. He does yeah. have a little mustache. Yeah. 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 So did I just steal yours? Yep. Okay. That's 100% it. Okay. So I chose Six's outfit. Nice. Uh, so she has this like crocheted sweater. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like a series of flowers all crocheted together. They're like orange, yellow, purple. Um, and then she has this green pleated skirt with black lace around the trim and her black tights and boots. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought it was very adorable. She also has a purple like organza bow in her hair. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, it. Yeah. We haven't seen as many bows from six as she's getting older. So it was mm-hmm. kind of fun to see her do it again. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's bountiful. Oh, Wow. <laughs> Wow, well I, done, I, sir. I, that, that's not even, I can't even steal that. That's from Emma from The Wiggles. She says that. You're the only one who has that reference. I know. <laughs> Parents out there, back me up. You're stealing from a children's entertainer? She's wonderful. <laughs> wow. I don't think she'd appreciate you stealing she from her, She would be though. fine with it, because oh, Emma's wonderful. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Let's put a score on this guy. Hmm. My man? I will give this an eight. Not I, amazing? Out of, out of five? Of, oh, sorry. I was thinking <laughs> ten. I don't know out why. Out of what? Out of five what? Childhood homes. Okay. Four. Four. Yes, I will give it four. Not an amazing episode, but I like the flashbacks, and I, I thought it was nice. Um, Nick, being stubborn, felt on character mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know what? Maybe I'll put it up. 8.5. 4.5. Out of 4.5? 4.5. That would should make it a nine. Um, because Buzz was awesome in this episode. Yeah. I'm going to add yeah. that 0. 0.5. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it a 4.5 as well. Uh, I really liked the structure of this episode. Like, Mm -hmm. I thought it looked like it was written like a play. The -hmm. way that they would, like, flow in and out of these flashback scenes, I thought was really, really cool. And I also liked... the the through line of the Apollo glasses mm-hmm. and Buzz having grown and um you know like it wasn't completely out of character for him it definitely felt like it was along this trajectory of him growing as a person um I docked half a point because with the exception of Matthew Lawrence the casting of the children was terrible it was yep. just awful it didn't it took me out of it because they didn't look a thing like them and they were the wrong ages yeah when the two girls were acting together it felt wrong yeah mm-hmm. there was no chemistry between those two yeah. girls 
No, not at all. So I was the exact same score, which what? I think is maybe only the second time, third time we've done this. I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's a lot of work now, so I'm not going to do it. But I kind of wanted to go back and like collect all of our scores mm-hmm. and start like a tally to see like. You put it on each of the bot, uh, podcast posts. Yeah. Just, like, a little oh, thing. that's fun. Yeah. Okay. So that we can like see. Or we can we, we can just put a little whoa or no. Whoa or no. <laughs> oh, my God. No! <laughs> Because yeah, like if we like if we continue this all the way through five the five seasons, I would like to know what our top like five episodes are. That's fair. Yeah, would be really Mm -hmm. cool. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll go back. Maybe you guys can just send me all of your scores for the last episode, so I don't have to listen to all of (laughs) all of these recordings. But if you just send me your score, I'm gonna edit this out. But just send me email you your scores. People like the behind the scenes. Um, (laughs) email me your scores, and I'm gonna start a like spreadsheet. Cool. I love it. Pushes up glasses. Yeah. Yeah. So we all liked it. It was Mm -hmm. all good. This buzz forever. Mm -hmm. Um, Hashtag keep this buzz. Uh, What's the opposite of like not my buzz? Hashtag not my buzz. My buzz. Yes, my buzz. (laughs) That sounds dirty. I know. He's got a bad name, (laughs) y'all. It's not his name, as we will find out next week. Shit. Okay. So this has been this week. Next week, we're going to look at season two, episode 13. It's a marginal life. There's no question mark. I just said that because it's fun wordplay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a marginal life. Guys, we love you. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Oh, we almost harmonized. Bye. Thanks for listening to In My Opinionation. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at IamOpinionation, our website at IamOpinionation.com, or email us at OpinionationPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your opinionation about this or any future episodes. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Thanks again for listening, and until next week, the sun is going to surely shine.